to another edition of the EDBC podcast. Eric Dobrats and Brian Coleman. Brian, we're taping on a Tuesday afternoon because, honestly, I wanted to give you a couple days. Oh, aren't you sweet? Wanted to give you a couple days. Your voice was in rough shape. Your team, the Mets, had an unceremonious early exit from the playoffs. How are you doing, buddy? Oh, you know, just same old, same old. I'm okay, you know. I'm all right, so still here. It's a beautiful fall day out. Yankee uh, playoff start Yankee tonight. Playoff start tonight. starting tonight. Yankees once again, have- Brian. Once again, the uh, the 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 New York baseball attention is on the New York Yankees. Yes, it go. is. Yes. Are you is. ready? You have the, the AL division series fever. No, not at all. All right, so let's let's. I could talk about the Yankees all day. Garrett Cole pitches tonight, played mm-hmm. Cleveland Guardians. I was there yesterday, had a couple of fun stories I'll share with you, but best of five series. I know it happened a couple of days ago. Let's let's get your not raw emotion, but how are we how are we feeling over this disappointment? Just disappointed known as the just, New York Mets. Go ahead. Just disappointed and unbelievably going through this again. Just the same old Mets. It's just so tiresome. I mean, just the worst case scenario that could play out. Um, Sunday night, getting one hit in the elimination game. Um, yeah. Just needing to win, maybe, you know, they had six playoff games because I'm going to count the Atlanta Braves weekend series uh, the week before at the end of the regular season as a playoff yeah. series. They lose, I mean, they won one out of six. It's just unbelievable. And if you run, like, and just the way they lose, they can't score any I mean, I know they do this in football. Like they'll do, they'll like, they'll go, they'll use Madden. They go, we ran this football game 45 times in Madden. Here's what we keep. Here's the consensus. If you did a baseball version of that, you don't get any with the, all the lineups and the pitching. There's no way you, there, the, the, the chances that that's doing this realistically being this bad is minuscule. I mean, I don't know how they do it. And yet Sunday night by the second inning, it was two, nothing. And I said, this is over. I can't believe they did this again. Unbelievable. Then I was telling my wife, who, you know, I said, the names changed, the years changed, the players changed, the managers changed. Hell, the ownership changed. And it's the same old thing. Yeah. Unreal. I have nothing else to say. Uh, and people want to fo- people want to focus on this past week. And it's true, but even as uh uh, some people doing Mets postmortems. This has been going on since September when they had all these awful teams that they couldn't beat and they still can't hit. And I was ready to fire everybody Sunday night. Um, yes, you were. I'm I not the, ready. I have the receipts. I'm not ready to fire everybody right now, but I'm a lot less emotionally invested in the whole. Oh, and there goes the alarm. Perfect timing. I'm a lot less emotionally invested in what this team looks like next year, meaning. They have a lot of free agents. It'll look a lot different. And, you know, I was like, oh, man, this sucks because it's a fun team. I'm going to, some of these guys will be gone. I've totally flipped. Whoever goes, with the exception of their closer, and who, oh, goodness gracious, said, how weird is it as a Mets fan be saying, oh, my goodness, the one person they absolutely must resign at all costs is Edwin Diaz. Everything else, I don't care, but Diaz is an absolute must. That feels weird. That feels weird to say, but it's true. And the other ones, including their pitcher, Who's going to go to the Hall of Fame? Not Max Scherzer, Jake DeGrom. If you go, you go. I, I don't care. Listen, I knew before the series, I told you this. You? I, had a, I had a bad feeling about this series. I don't know why. I just did. And I, 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 I've I told you this. 
I've seen the Yankees do it a million times. Well, we're going to beat Detroit, and then when we play Cleveland in the yeah. ALCS, we're going to beat Cleveland, and then we play the Red Sox in the ALCS. We're going to beat the Angels, and then when we beat the Angels, we're going to get so-and-so in the ALCS. short series, man. He's short series. You don't know. You so you look ahead, man, and I, I think the Mets made a mistake. I'll tell you this. I, you disagree if you want. I thought DeGrom should have pitched game one. I, I said it all along. He's their best pitcher, and he's a Met. Why right. the fascination with Scherzer? I don't get that. And is it be, and you thought maybe it was the blister thing, but it wasn't that. They were holding him out for the Dodgers, Brian. That's what they were doing. I I don't necessarily agree with that still. I think – I do think it was something because DeGrom was very good Saturday night, the one game they won. But he wasn't like DeGrom, DeGrom. He was very good. He wasn't as dominant as he's been most of the past Can years. Can he push when the seventh pitched. inning? Can he when push the pitched. seventh inning? Can he push yeah. the seventh inning? Yeah, why that's why, what I'm, why that's what I'm Eric, but that's you're making my argument for me. I truly believe that had they won Friday night, he would not have pitched Saturday night. If they could give him two days rest, three days rest, four days rest, that I have no idea knowing. You might be right. It might have been all strategic. I just know from where I'm sitting and knowing with this team and what DeGrom's gone through and how he's looked the last couple times, as opposed to how we're used to seeing him look, I think. They were just saying, if we can push him back a few days and get the hell out of this, uh, great. And I think that strategy was fine. What we there's two things here that I so that's why I, I kind of disagree with that. What you're saying, Scherzer spit the bit, and apparently now everybody's saying Scherzer was hurt, which he might have been. And you're sitting here going, you won't tell you're going to tell me the same thing as last year's playoffs, and that's valid. Yep. But I don't know if he's hurt or not because he was awful sad Friday night. But the other thing again, Eric, is listen, seven, you want to throw out Friday night because Shears are sucked and they always have a problem with you, Darvish. That's fine. They played well against they played well Saturday night. I know they made it a little scary late, but they won seven to three. Beat up Blake Snell. Blake Snell looked like he had some deer in the headlights. Oh, I'm pitching. Walk the ballpark. Play. He always does. He takes too long to pitch. He's takes bad. too long to pitch. <laughs> they did a good job against that. But Sunday night is inexcusable. And what Buck did in the sixth inning, going out to see if uh you know, the pitcher had like some sort of substance is inexcusable. One hit, and they never, ever, ever, ever threatened. And if Buck feels that way, that he's a, uh, uh, what's the pitcher's name? I'm drawing a blank. Musgrove. If he, yeah. If he thinks that Musgrove's doing something, that's valid because you don't want the guy to get away with something. But a couple things. Don't wait until the sixth inning when you're down like seven to nothing. Number two, the spin rate, the whole, like, you can't use a, a substance for, to increase your spin rate. That rule's been in effect for about five minutes, okay? Or, okay, maybe not five minutes, but just over a year. How many of these hitters are rookies? You've pitched against pitchers with higher spin rate in the past. Don't tell me this is Mike Scott scuffing the ball and just making the ball unhittable. Don't give me the spin rate increase. The veteran I don't team. care. The veteran That's fine. Even if that's the truth, can you give me two hits through seven innings, four hits? You got one hit. It was disgraceful. Yeah. I, I did yeah. I think the Mets started doing things that they didn't do all year long. They're, I just they had a formula, like for, for just silly little things like bringing in David Peterson. He's your first bullet out of the bullpen on Sunday. Why, why was Taiwan Walker? Why would they put yes. Taiwan Walker on the roster if they didn't use him at all on Sunday? Why not give that to another bat? That made no sense. I kept waiting for 
when Bassett got in trouble, I said, well, this is why they activated Taiwan Walker. So they had their fourth starter be available. The first guy out of the pen. I would have warmed them up in the first inning. I would have warmed them both up. Well, you can, you can make that argument too. And that's a good argument. And, um, and just to backtrack real quick, the thing about the argument about holding off to Grom, I think that would work for me. But the only problem with that is, Brian, Scherzer got lit up in his start against Atlanta. And there were whispers before the series that he was hurt. So if they're both hurt, why does the you know what I'm saying? DeGrom to me, I thought he pitched good against Atlanta, gave up a couple of home runs. But if you're saying you wanted to give DeGrom the extra days, the guy who needed the extra days was Scherzer. Well, I mean, listen, he it wasn't like he didn't have extra days. He pitched Friday then I mean he had a he had a full week between starts. He started Friday against Atlanta oh, and then Friday yeah, against San Diego. That's that's if you want to take that route, that's valid. It, it might very well have been like Neither one of these guys are 100%, but what guy do we think we have to push back more? And maybe with the Grom's history and Scherzer's whole, like, bulldog, I got to figure it out even if I'm not 100%, 100%, it was a gamble. And again, I don't, you know, listen, I'm not going to, all these people that says Scherzer was a waster, and I know you didn't like the signing. I, no, it absolutely was a great signing, and it didn't work out. It worked out very poorly, but it was, for that team to no, do at that. at the time, it made sense. It made, it made the, so it made much sense. sense but it's going to uh, be a bad contract now. Unfortunately, it's, but again, it's, it's probably going to be a bad contract, but it's two years and you have an ownership group that can live with it. Yeah. But this is a failure. I mean, 101 wins. And now, like, listen, I like this. I look back in 2015 fondly because that team just overachieved, had a hell of a run and were fun as hell to watch the playoffs. And really the last part of the half season. This is the about, 88 Mets listen, all over again. The, the, I, I was going to say, I'm old. I'm, I'm as an old Mets fan. This is 88. I don't think about 88 as being like the year they won hundred games and dominated division and had, a, you know, two guys that were MVP candidates. I think about losing to a Dodger team, which you were way, way, way uh, favored to win. This is 2006. This is 2007. This is 2008. Nothing that you did in the regular season. The 101 wins now is going to be like a little joke when they showed up in graphics in years from now. Like, oh, that team that won 101 wins and then just spit the bit at the end. When you're watching that 2022 Mets yearbook during a rain delay in Nobody April cares. next year against the Nationals. Nobody you're not, cares. You're not going to be interested. For sure. And I'll tell you something. We said this, you know, this comes back to haunt you. You, you know, and I'll get off this because we're already yeah. 10 minutes in. Um it's it's Bad. an organizational failure. It was a failure. And I was wrong about this too, Eric. You mentioned it and a lot of people brought it up. I a couple of times said how much I liked this team because I hated the whole like uh play for the three-run homer and you got all power, 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 launch angle, launch angle. I think I referenced the Giants of like 2011 or 2014, a team that seemed to have a bunch of like 280 hitters that could just hit, hit, hit. Though what I that was wrong on me. Those teams are few and far between. And the number game two, has changed. The game has changed. Number two, this Mets team didn't have a bunch of two eighty hitters. We just saw that. I mean, they had you know two. You need they needed more power. And this goes back to the trade deadline. And I don't know. Maybe it just wasn't feasible. They needed a guy. They needed another guy. Not. I'm not asking for a guy to hit forty home runs next to Pete Alonso, but they need someone besides Alonso. And they just the drop off was fierce. Yeah. It was, and, and, and Alonzo, much like other, uh, he can be pitched to as well. Uh, well, of course, especially yeah. when there's no one no, behind yeah. him. Been, we've been saying it for two months now. And listen, I, I and it's a big hit for Major League Baseball. We'll get off this, like you said. It's a big hit for Major League Baseball because no one's watching Padres Dodgers on TV. 
or whenever. Not on Tuesday night at nine forty-five Eastern time, which is when the first game starts. And I'll tell you another thing. I sort of, I, I, I should have said this because it sounds like I'm, I'm going to be like, I don't have the receipts for this. When I said that if the Mets beat the Padres, they'll beat the Dodgers. I'm going with this just as I, I, I'm a little scared of the. I'm not believing in this 118 Dodger team. I bet you the Padres beat the Dodgers. I the Padres, listen, the Padres are a good team, and and, yeah. I, and again, not to to try to. I'm not. I, I'm generally not trolling you, but it's like when you look at their lineup, it's better than the Mets lineup. It is better, and they're it pitching. Is. Hugh Darvish has won a lot of big games. Blake Snell stunk in this series, but he's been traditionally a good pitcher. Yep. Mus- Musgrove looked like an all star the other night. You know whether oh, it's stuff like on his ear or not. Favorite, but, yeah. But again, the I mean, you don't have people in your lineup. You have two guys, Lindor and uh, Alonso, where you don't have anybody in the Manny Machado. You don't have Juan, Juan Soto, who's not played well. But and it just no. again, we can we'll do a uh, post mortem when the Yankee season wraps up. We'll, we'll do a whole podcast just about baseball. I'll look yeah, to. yeah, because there's we'll a lot to unpack there. Settle a little bit, but there's a lot to unpack. Yankees. I went to real quick before we move on. I went to well, we'll take a break after this. I went to uh, the Yankee workout yesterday. Um, had a pleasant experience. The Major League Baseball controls the locker rooms, so the Yankees do not allow cameras in the locker room prior to games during the season, but they mm-hmm. MLB does. So uh, everyone was available yesterday. I'll tell you one brief story because I know you'll get a kick out of it, but I was the first one to walk through the door of the locker room, and I had my camera in hand, my hand, and Josh Donaldson came running out from his locker. Hey, no cameras in here. Get out of here. You can't bring a camera in here. He was being trying to be funny, but then mm-hmm. – Couple people approached him, and he was like, oh, "You don't want to talk to me. I'm not talking to you guys. Get away. I'm not. I got nothing to say. Get away from me. I, there's nothing for me to say." And I said, "You know what? I've heard all the stories about you being in charge, and you are. Let's just that you are. He was. He gave Bruce Beck, who went, who circled back to him. Bruce Beck's been a oh yeah, Bruce Beck yeah. for forty years, a long time. Yep, circled back to him, and you know, Josh Donaldson wouldn't know him if he was standing next to him. Obviously. Yep, but Bruce wouldn't circled care. back to him and said, "Hey, Josh, can we grab you for a quick second? And he said, "No, I'm not." I'm not talking anymore. So listen, I'm going to root for Josh Johnson. I'll hold my nose, as they say, and root for him. But everything you hear about that guy, it just really rubbed me the wrong way. Everyone yeah. else, Giancarlo Stanton, everyone on the team, Judge did it at press conferences today because of the, all the requests. Um, right. But it was a, I'm looking forward to the baseball series. I'm looking forward to the playoffs. And the wild card was a success despite the fact your team lost. I think it's got to be. No, good it, was a good fa- it was a good format. Next year, it'll be during the week. So it'll be a little different. Um, it was so, a great format because it put a lot of the owners, again, my team got it right in the butt because uh, they were the first ones to be victimized by it. it. It went back to where we were pre-wild card where, okay, you're okay. so you're 101 wins and you still finish second. You get to go to the playoffs, but it's a hell of a lot tougher. It really puts the onus on winning the division again, and that's what's been missing from the, from the playoffs in Major League Baseball yep. for several years. Yeah, your team, like I said, they had to win one game and they're playing tonight. It's unfortunate. Yeah, All right. Work. We'll we'll talk about the Mets. We'll talk about the Yankees. Uh, who knows when the next baseball podcast will do? Hopefully, the Yankees are there in a couple of weeks here because baseball, baseball in New York is fun during the playoffs. No matter what team is in, uh huh. Yes. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, All right, we're gonna take a time out. We come back. The NFL has a major problem, Brian. We're gonna tell you what that is, but it's got a major problem that doesn't look like it's going away anytime soon unless they make some major change. Or right. I guess start indeed. playing with flags. So. All right, yeah. take it away, big guy. All right, folks, we're still just a few weeks removed from Hurricane Ian, and the folks of Florida still need a lot of help. How can you help? It's very easy. They're looking for blood or just give a small donation. Any little bit of amount helps. So we just ask that you go to 
the American help the American Red Cross help the folks from Ian that were affected by Ian help them out. Just go to redcross.org today. Find out how you can make a financial donation. Find out if you are in the area, if you can make give blood, anything you need to do. Just as, that's redcross.org. Redcross.org to help the victims of Hurricane Ian. All right, now talk about it all the time. Uh, if you need to shop from home, these are busy times. Lots going on in the fall. Schools are up. Sports are going. Best way to do that is to shop from home with Instacart, instacart.com. And now if you're a family or you've got a family, there's an even easier way to do it. The Instacart Express membership program is now known as Instacart Plus. And for $9.99 a month or $99 a year, membership pays for itself in just a few orders. Here's how. A new family accounts and family carts. Instacart Plus members share all their benefits with another family member can share all their benefits with another family member for free. And households can add items on a shared cart and shop to get, uh, together. Great thing. $5, 5% off credit back on eligible pickup orders, reduced service fees in every orders, and extra perks like mileage bonus points from Delta Airlines with every dollar spent, and exclusive members, uh, exclusive benefits for Chase card members. So remember, shop from home, use the Instacart Plus uh, program this fall, check it out and sign up for it, and shop from home and save with instacart.com. All right, talk about the NFL uh, Giants, Jets, and Patriots all win. How about that? Crazy. The great, great win in London against the very overrated Green Bay Packers. Uh, the Jets with a nice win against a depleted Dolphin team and the Patriots with a 29 nothing, I think it was, over Detroit on yeah. Sunday. Uh, I, I think we need to talk about, though, the big the big elephant in the room in the NFL. I'm sure Roger Goodell is trying to figure this out, but – Brian, every time a quarterback gets sacked in this league, you're holding your breath if you're on defense. He isn't going to call it rough in the past. We've had some egregious penalties. The Tom Brady call, I've been watching. You've seen that for years. Tom actually lobbied for the call on the field the other day, folks. I mean, the over, took him 10 seconds to throw his flag after Brady yelled at him to throw a flag. Mm-hmm. And then you had a rough, a horrible roughing the passer call last night in Monday Night Football. Again, it's happening on national TV, Brian. Again, I don't know what you're going to tell men that are 6'5", 350 pounds, going as fast as they can to get to the backfield, how to stop and not tackle a quarterback. I, I don't know what to do. I don't no know. I mean, they've, they've Listen, they, this is the NFL's mess that they've created. The Brady thing was terrible. Um, and Brady kicked the guy, by the way, on the way. Yeah, he, when he, he did. Up. He did. Nobody, no penalty for that. So... All right, the Tom Brady nonsense. That's just a ton, that's just the crap of him being overprotected. We've seen that garbage for years, and it is garbage. Give me a break. Uh, last night's call. The last night, I I didn't think the Brady one could be worse because he just got tackled and fell on top of the guy and rolled over. Yeah. The the call last night, which was a crucial call, uh, in late in the game, uh, Chris Jones of the Chiefs sacks the Raiders. Derek Carr. The ball comes out. Looks like a huge play in the game. The Chiefs didn't get the ball and hang on for victory, which they did end up winning. But that's not the point because at the time, it looked like that was going to secure the victory. Um, and even the referee said after the game, I'm reading the poll, the poll, the poll, poll reports. reports, poll reports. Thank you. Yeah. The referee saying, well, he had it was the right call because he landed with the full weight of him. I, you can't avoid that. There's that's no your way. momentum. Hello. It's a it's a violent game, and we know that. And you've done you've done a lot to protect the players, but you can't have the these are huge calls that swing an entire game. You can't do that. And I mean, and he the 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 defensive player had the ball, Brian. He, he was had the, the passer. I know. The quarterback didn't even have the ball he didn't anymore. Have the he ball. Them. So I, it just it, it it's infuriating. And again, this is all because of Tua. 
and the concussion stuff they went through with the league looked horrible last week where guys were getting concussed on the field. So right. they overreact like they always do. They're Teflon. They, they, anything bounces off the NFL. But I'll tell you what, when you got people gambling like people gamble on the NFL and you got calls like this, I mean, the, the call with Brady changed, it could have changed the outcome of the game. I mean, it was, it was fourth down. The Buccaneers were going to punt the ball away. Right. So I, that, I just, it, it's infuriating to watch. Put, put flags on the guys if, and you, if that's what you're going to have to do. And that's still not football. Yeah. So we're going to do this. We're going to just change the nature of the game. And, you know, I, tr- I know Troikman got a lot of flack for what he said last night, but as my, you took the words right out of my mouth. I heard it. I rewound. I was watching it last night. I rewound I said, it. Oh, that's going to get you. I said, you're going to hear about this. Yeah. And it was sort of an, I mean, Jack Lambert for years, the old Pittsburgh Steeler, great Hall of Fame linebacker, used to say the same thing back in the 80s, but we've sort of like, don't say that anymore. If you Troy. didn't hear what he said, folks, we'll tell you what he said. This is what Troy Aikman said. He said, you got to take the dresses off these quarterbacks, something to that effect, correct? Yeah, this is right. And this, again, this is a guy, he, he speaks. I mentioned Jack Lambert, who was defensive player. This is a guy, Troikman, who, I mean, not, was concussed a dozen times in his career. Got sacked. Yeah. Doesn't got, remember the Super Bowl. Got, ele- got, got sacked 11 times in one game against the Philadelphia Eagles. And, uh, you know, this is a, one of the toughest SOBs ever to play quarterbacks. So he's not sitting there going, he's not trying to say, oh, the quarterbacks need you. He's being realistic about it. And he chose the wrong way to say it. And I love, you know, like I said, most times, everybody Chris, I, I don't criticize Troy Minimi. I love Troy. Um, but the sentiment is correct in that you can't, you, why, I, with the sentiment should be, if he's saying you can't treat the quarterback, I know the quarterbacks get treated differently because they're the meal ticket. They're what makes money. I mean, as much as like, you know, they don't want to see Tom Brady out for a year, you know, as as cool as the Cooper Rush story is, they the want to have that guy you like. Yeah, they want to have Dak Prescott playing against Jalen Hurts on Sunday night. That's a nice game. You know, Cooper Rush may be better, though. So that might be a bad example. Okay, we, we that's a hold of thirty. As you wow, another wrong football take by Eric. What are the odds? Um, <laughs> I have the same number of playoff wins. I think. What? Right? Watch is ten minutes of football a week, and uh, got these great insights. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what they're going to do. Hopefully, the outcry. The one thing in the NFL is though, Eric. You mentioned it about you know, it was a good thing. They were they're so reactionary, as we saw when it came to the concussion. With if with all this outcry, I hope they had the reaction of like going in and seeing what they can do right away, and giving these telling these referees to like just use common sense. These yeah. guys, it wasn't like these guys just started refereeing yesterday. If you're an NFL referee, you've probably been refereeing at a lot of different levels for a lot of years. You know what 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 you're doing. And again, it's the power of the almighty buck. The league is in bed with all these gambling sites. Right, bed. That's why the league is so popular, folks, because people like to gamble. That's it. Yeah, the number one thing. If they had, if if they took away gambling in the NFL, the ratings would not be as high as they are. Trust me, would not and we're yeah. I mean, and we're not just talking about like you know what used to be. You know, you go down to your bookie next to the barbershop and put no. a few bucks down the game. It's still that's still going on now, but you can do it on your phone. Not even bet gambling straight up on like against the spread and all that. We're talking about fantasy football. We're talking about office pick and pulls. Where everyone throws a few shekels in, all that. So yeah. Well, listen, it's a problem that can't continue to do this. It just it makes the league look foolish. And the last thing they want, the old, what is it, the pr- protect the shield, as they like to say, Brian. Yeah, protect um, the shield at all costs. Going back to the league real quick, and then we'll take one more time out. Um, listen, your Cowboys got a great – I love the Cowboys against the Rams this past week. I, I, you, I don't remember what you I, said. About I quietly did, too. I didn't pick them, but I, I quietly loved them, too. 
Packers. Yeah, I didn't want to check Giants at four and one. Listen, folks, they're playing with house money. This team is still a long ways away. Dable has just proven to you what a great coach he is. They're uh, well coached. They don't make mistakes and they take advantage of opportunities. Jets be the third string quarterback. The Texans beating the Jaguars, so maybe the Doug Peterson is a great coach. will calm down a little bit. I don't know that that's the Doug Peterson thing uh, because I think Peterson is a good coach. I, I saw too. none of this game, but I will say this. Um, Trevor Lawrence is not maybe the generational quarterback luck. The Andrew, the greatest quarterback yes. prospect since Andrew Luck thing might not be true. No. And since we're on the Giants, and I'm since we're a little bit my Cowboys, if you had to redraft last year's draft, does Trevor Lawrence go first, or does uh, does Micah Parsons go first, does Jamar Chase go first? Yeah, the Trevor Lawrence thing is uh, a little funky to me. Yeah, again, that's similar, though, as far as put some people around them. They're trying to rebuild the thing. So just like Daniel Jones, who's got no weapons, I don't think he's a very good quarterback either, but I think you got to give him a little time. Uh, Chargers-Browns, I was listening to this game on the radio driving back from Boston, and the Chargers did everything in their power to give the game away. These they sure did. We, we talked going forward on fourth and two from your own 40-yard line. I mean, what are these guys doing? On the road? Crazy. My daughter is saying punt. And we were in the car driving back, and she, yeah. the, the announcer was saying, oh, the Chargers thing about going for it. My daughter, my, my daughter was 14, who's a casual NFL fan, said, why would he go for it on his own side of the field? That's makes that Listen, that make, that's the thing I scream for. You've got to go for it here when you're losing in the fourth yes. quarter. And you're like, I hate it when teams, and we saw this with the Giants last year, and we've seen it a couple times already this year. I don't care. Even if it's like, well, there's 10 minutes left of the game. But it's fourth and two, like your own 40. I'm going for it. <laughs> Now, maybe yeah. that some people say that's crazy, but when you have the lead, there's no way to defend that. Yeah. And I think we all over-evaluated the AFC West, by the way. I mean, that's yes. uh, Kansas City is good. The Chargers, Denver, and Las Vegas all stink. I mean, the Chargers are okay because of the quarterback, but, man, Kansas City's 4-1 and one now after their win last night. I think they're going to have a cakewalk through that division. Uh, Philly's 5-0. and oh. Minnesota, 4-1. and one. I don't think anybody had that after. Well, that division, you know, that's you, you mentioned two things. Yeah. Uh, the AFC West is down. The NFC North is the worst division in football. We thought it might have been the AFC South with Titans and Jacksonville. And that's still pretty bad. But the North has a deep, what might be a decent Vikings team and then nothing else. Because, and again, I'm not take. I love Dable. I hate the New York Giants, but I love what Brian Dable and his staff have done because those guys just play their asses off. And the other teams make mistakes, they take advantage of it. So I'm not trying to take away from Dable or the victory in London. And even winning in London is a big deal because your time clock's all messed up. This Packer team stinks. And this def- – like I said, I don't know what this defensive coordinator does because that I've, two weeks in a row I've seen that Packer defense. The week before when Bailey zaps completing passes, they just stand around. They're playing so soft. There's, There's no, no playmakers on Receivers there. are – the receiver – you don't need to have great receivers. The defense, they don't they, – I guess they're playing a zone. Like receivers are just always wide open. Yeah. No, so, uh, hey, listen, if you look around this league a little bit, and we'll take a break after this, if you look around this league a little, Brian, the, the par- it's not parody anymore. It's just bad football. It's bad football. Uh, you know, I don't. Tom Brady said a few weeks ago he's right, and we'll get into it. You know, I was mentioning, you know, how the North stinks and how the NFC East all of a sudden looks like a de- – I don't think the it looks like a great division. I think it's just one possibly really good team, one good team, and one really overachieving team. But – you know, yeah, we'll get into it in the weeks ahead because I don't know who the favorite to come out of the NFC. If somebody said, well, who's coming out of the, the NFC to play the Super Bowl? I don't know. Do you have a hat? Throw some names in. I mean, usual suspects. But, you know, just real quick before we put a button on this, I mean, half the league is awful. 
Yeah. Half the league is off. And it's interesting that you say that because as I was reading on Monday morning after the games prior to last night's game, and once the Raiders got off the show, I guess they were talking about the Raiders playing last night. So I was reading this yesterday morning. You know, we have one undefeated team after week five, which is not unusual, but a lot of, we've had a lot of years where we've had more, we've had a couple, like say four and oh five and oh teams. Only one four and oh team, one undefeated team, and every team's gotten a win, at least one win. You'd say, Well, that means you know, there's not too much that you're pretty well balanced. I, no, I just think it means there's a lot of hell at best, a lot of mediocrity. Yeah, the, the 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 league is just it's I don't know what it is. Maybe some teams are tanking, but it's all about the quarterback. You don't have a quarterback, you can't win in this league anymore. That's the that's yeah. Just the, ask yeah, ask Ron Rivera. Ask Ron Rivera. Uh, yeah, I was listening uh, to that game on the radio as well. And the, the oh, Reds that's game. bad. You know, but and I and I know we got to go, and, and you're gonna throw it to break in a minute. But I, we've spent the last ten minutes sort of bitching about what's wrong with the NFL. What do you mean? Every you know, millions and millions of Americans are going to do this Sunday anyway. Uh, hopefully, watch the. I uh, hope the Yankees have clinched by then. But oh, for Christ! Okay, for, outside of Eric, again, Eric watches about fifteen What's minutes the of football. Game on Sunday? Listens What's about, the listens to game? about ten minutes. Listens to about ten minutes of football on the radio. Starts What's the marquee about game Rush. on Sunday? What's the marquee, marquee game? game on Sunday? It well, I'm not saying it is. It's uh, the marquee game is Sunday night. Dallas, Dallas, Philadelphia, right? Dallas going into Philly. Yep. Then um, that is a fun game. Will Dak Prescott play? And then we're going to take it. no. Okay. They haven't said that yet, but he's not going to play. Nor nor should he. Two weeks ago, Jerry Jones on the radio telling everyone how he was going to be back after a week. What happened to that? Yeah, Rush, that's, right? that's Jerry Jones. That's Jerry Jones. Like you know, again, once again, to, he, he feels great about someone else's injury. Yeah, unbelievable. All right, we got to take a timeout. We come back. Uh, Brian's going to take us through the uh, little birthday list he has. A couple of them. I actually saw one today. I a thought you might have, but I threw a threw like a maybe couple extra than I would have just because I figured Eric might have seen one of these. So yeah, take it away. All right. Uh, quickly, before I forget, if you've got a question, comment, concern, or you just love to chat with via email, feel free to email us uh, at edbcpodcast at gmail.com. That edbc, that's edbcpodcast at gmail.com. All right, moving on. Let's talk about Allswell. Allswell believes in the power of a good night's sleep. It's been the guiding principle since they launched their business. Products that feature innovative technology and unbelievable comfort and support without deflating your wallet. That's Allswell. You can find it all at allswellhome.com. The Allswell features hybrid mattress technology that combines the best of both worlds, memory foam, and individually wrapped coils for a winning blend of comfort and support. I just love that so much. I just want to sing it. What a great concept. Uh, the result of all this work was an affordable mattress that has quality and luxury. It's the Allswell Queen's mattress, and it starts as low as $345. Bucks. We've been saying it for top doing business with all as well for a couple of years, and that price hasn't changed. You still get a queen size mattress starting at three hundred forty five bucks. You know what else hasn't changed? Free shipping, ten year limited warranty, a one hundred night risk free trial. Here's another way to save: go to the DBC podcast and wherever you get your podcast episodes, Apple, Spotify, the Odyssey app. Uh, we're on Amazon Music. We're everywhere. Um, you click on any one of our EDBC podcast episodes. You'll see the link for allswellhome.com. Click onto that link and start shopping via that link, and you'll get 15% off your total order. So think about that when you shop with Allswell. Help support our little show, too. So sleep well and save well with Allswell. Brian, a little breaking news uh, that you know reminds me of the NFL here. Uh, mm. Peter Body tweeted this, and he was right. During NFL games on Sundays on CBS, Pat Summerall always would pause for a few seconds for a comma while reading, reading the promo for, quote, murder. She wrote, 
Murder, she wrote. Angela Lansbury passed away at the age of 96 today. Oh, I saw that. That's terrible. Oh, that was always after. You'd always hear Pat Summerall. It's just funny how you think of things like that. He always yeah. it, promoting the evening's uh, shows. Coming yep. Up. Coming up on the coming up 96. after the. 96. Which is to our birthdays, Brian. Coming up, except on the West Coast, 16 minutes, then murder, she wrote. Wow. Not, good for her. 96. I mean, not, not good that she passed. Good Great for life. her. Having a nice run there. So, yeah, it is a little unfortunate breaking news. All right. Yeah, let's get on to the birthdays. We've got a lots, of them, lots of them here. You'll let me know which one you've uh, already heard. I figure there's a couple you might have. But let's yeah. start off with, um, you know, a guy. Some, I love him. He's in a couple of my – you see my top – I know he's a bit of a pain in real life, although my wife met him, said he was very nice. Uh, but we love him in some of his movies. Chevy Chase. 48 years ago today, Brian, the debut of Saturday Night Live. I saw that. 48 years ago today. I thought it was 47. Uh, he, he's like I 80. Was, I think he's 80. Is he 80? First of all, I think it was 47 because it was 1975, I read. Uh, but okay. Yeah, you're right. Maybe that was wrong. I saw some. October 11th. Uh, that was, you know, what, you know, and, and played during, I want to say, game two. But de- debuted right after, uh, I think, Game Two of the nineteen seventy five World Series between the Red Sox and the. Uh, it was seventy five. You're right. Which was an incredible, one of the greatest World Series, maybe the greatest yes. World Series of all time. But I'm doing that thing where I get off on a tangent. Chevy Chase is, you said eighty. Is that correct? Yes. Very close. Chevy Chase is seventy nine. Man, Caddyshack, Fletch, just to name yeah. a few. Uh, and I haven't seen. I want to watch it. It's gotten yeah. like almost no pub. But I want to watch it to see. I'm knowing it's going to be a lot different. Um, uh, but I'm. I'm. Not, are you? Do you have any juice to see the new Fletch movie with John Hammis Fletch? You know, I don't because I, I. I don't. I. You know, I only think of Chevy Chase. So I. The remakes don't do it for me. And um, it's not a remake per se. But I've read yeah. that the Fletch. Fletch is a series of books, like from the '70s. Yeah. They made it into a, a Chevy Chase vehicle, and this is more in tune with the books about Fletch. But I never read any of the books. But I'm still probably going to watch it. And when I do, just like love Top Gun Maverick, I I love John Hamm too. I will give you a comprehensive review unless you watch it first. Can't wait. Go ahead. All right, let's move on. Speaking of uh, big actors and actresses from the '70s and especially the '80s, Sigourney Weaver. Sigourney Weaver. Aliens. Uh... Ghostbusters. An saw, alien. Her on, saw her on CBS Sunday Morning two weeks ago because she's got what was she promoting? Was it a book or something? I but did you know, know her real name? Do you know her real name, Brian? I figured it was Sigourney Weaver. It is not. It's Susan. But when she was a she was growing up, she did not. She was she's very tall. I think she's like six feet. She is tall. Yep. She changed her name to Sigourney from what's the what uh, the Great Gatsby? There's a character in the Great Gatsby. She saw the name, liked it, and thought it fit her better. For a tall woman, so she didn't like. Wow! Her. So that's where she got her name from. She's in her late seventies as well. I want to say she's like seventy-seven. She's not quite in her late seventies. She's in her early seventies. All right, well, how old is she? She is seventy-three. All right, I'm a little off there. Okay. All right, yeah. let's do a couple uh, rock and rollers. One of my favorites. One I hope I'd never hear on the radio again. But let's start with uh, Diamond Dave, David Lee Roth, original I did, fan. I did. Man. This is the one I did see. It was this yesterday. is the one you saw. Yeah, I did okay. see that yesterday. Love you and I are on the same page. David Lee Roth all day, all night. So mm. I never saw him with Van Halen. I did not go back when he rejoined the band. I saw him solo after he left Van Halen a couple times. Love Diamond Dave. What is he? Sixty seven or sixty eight? He's sixty seven. You got it right. Yeah, I was too young to be allowed to go to like the the, the first like the nineteen eighty four tour. And interesting enough, when they there were one of their reunion tours a few years back, um, their ticket Casino. prices were. 
They were, yeah, I had tickets for it. They were outrageous. And my wife's like, okay, fine. you guys know I'm married. You got to wear everything to the wife. Uh, and so, okay, fine. These are really outrageously priced, but fine. And then they canceled the tour. Oh. And I said, ah, damn it. Well, <clears> hopefully <throat> they'll they'll come around in a few years again. They never came back around again. And Eddie Van Halen's now gone. Yep. That sucked. Uh, yeah, but David Lee Roth, happy birthday, Diamond Dave. Yes. Who's next? This guy was on the radio a lot 40 years ago, especially like around summer of 1982. And for some reason, even though he's sort of retired from public life, if you are, if you don't, if you just still one of those old people that sometimes listen to regular on the air radio, classic rock, you can't escape this guy's freaking music. And I don't know why, but I'm talking about John Cougar Mellican. Yeah, man, MTV. He was one of those guys who really benefited from the early MTV as well. Oh, yeah. All the time. And he was one of those artists who kind of, went across genres you know you could hear him at the dentist's office and then see him in a rock concert oh you sure could yeah <laughs> which Jeez. was too much too much too much yeah. i'm not sure how old he is i'm gonna say 70 i'm not sure very close 71 all right still smoking probably chain smoking marlboro reds i don't know i just if i never hear jack and diane again it'll be too soon there you go who's next and, and rocking in the usa give me a break go sell a chevy oh hey, right. we have one more time uh, this one is this. Sorry, this is like our. This is the one I went underline. It's like, wow, we're old. This one, uh, Elizabeth Shue came. We noticed her in the eighties first as uh, Daniel's girlfriend. Daniel was hitting way out of his league with her in the Karate Kid, Kid and then yeah. Avengers Babysitting. Elizabeth Shue, so cocktail, right? Cocktail, yep. Um, that movie, that wildly depressing movie with Nick Cage. Oh, leave, leaving Las, Las Vegas. Las Vegas, leave, yeah. leaving Las Vegas. Yeah. You know, I'm not sure so. about this one, man. I'm going to say she's 55. Yeah, that would make me feel old. This, so this is going to make me. They, this made me feel even older. Elizabeth Shue has just turned 59. Jesus, man. Yeah, so another one of those actresses it. playing uh, ten. You know, her, her and Ralph Macho, they're about the same age, playing 16 year olds in the crowd. Playing 16 year olds, yeah. <laughs> and they're both 80, 27. 80s teen movies were <clears throat> wild, man. I keep trying to tell my kids, like, you don't know. All right, Brian, listen, I'm, I'm, as we wrap this up, I just want to say again, my condolences for your Mets. Uh, so okay. I know you took it hard. You texted yeah. me, by the way, folks, which I didn't bring up. What did you text me, Brian, on Friday? On Friday? Yeah. Something about remember. that series. You said the Mets are going to beat the Padres, and I'm going to hate to it. I'm going to regret saying this. They're going to go beat the Dodgers. Yeah. Uh, I, well, I said if the Mets beat the Padres. No, no, you did not. Let no. me take a look here. Let's go you back. You did and not. Time. Uh, did here, not here's Eric sending me pictures from Yankee Stadium. Like, here, look where I am. Like, I didn't know where he was. We got less than uh, a minute. We got to wrap this up. But it was not. It was when they beat. Okay. Trust okay. Me. This okay. will come back to haunt me. But they will win. They win this series. They go. They're gonna beat the Dodgers. There you go. No if in there, but all right. That'll do it for this edition of the EDBC podcast. I'm Eric. He's Brian. Till the next time, Brian. Say goodbye. I think I meant to write if in there, but okay, fine. You get the receipts. All right. See ya.